This is Financially Tuned with Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello and welcome to Financially Tuned with myself, Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Today we're going to talk a little bit about millennials and money, more so how you can help millennials in your life make smarter money decisions. Before we get into that, I want to take a moment to welcome our co-host today, the famous Tony Shore. <laughs> more like the infamous, but uh, uh, or if even that, but yeah, uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me on your show, Simon. And uh, once again, Baron is out this week. Um, we wish him the best. Hope he comes back soon. Uh, he'll be out. So it's just you and I, Simon. Uh, we're going to have fun, though. That's uh, right. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, picking your brain on this topic. Obviously, um, I have a son that's on the cusp of the millennial age. He's 18, going on 19. He'll be 19 soon. So uh, I'm interested okay. to hear what you have to say. And we all want to be financially wise, so I'm sure you have lessons that will apply to all of us. But uh, millennials, that's a big topic nowadays, and so I can't wait to dig into that. First, though, Simon, how have you been? What's going on with you? Uh, have you been keeping busy there at uh, Wellington Adams? I have. Things have been going well here, you know, keeping on, moving forward, keeping busy. I got a little bit of time with the uh, my brother and sister coming up here this weekend, so I'm looking forward to it, my little niece. Oh, that's great. Got some family coming into town. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, well, I'm going to visit them. So, oh, you are. Okay. Where do they live? Short break down to Louisville, Kentucky. Ah, Louisville. Louisville, as they say. Louisville. Louisville. Yep. Yep. So, looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. We're all close. So, it's nice to see them from time to time. They've got a business of their own. So, get to keep in touch and see how they're doing. That's nice. Well, I know you've been busy and you also enjoy meeting with our listeners when they call in and want to sit down with you and have questions. There's no cost or obligation for an initial consultation. Uh, That's always uh, complimentary for our listeners. And I I think that's great that you and Baron are willing to do that. And and especially with this topic, I mean, I I worry about my kids because they're teenagers and I just don't think they teach a lot of really strong investment and personal finance and financial management skills. So this is an interesting topic. Why do you think millennials uh, might be in need of financial advice? Sure, Tony. That's a good point. You know, I think everybody, of course, is in need of good financial advice and even, you know, have a more solid fundamental education. Even those that have that solid, you know, fundamentals in place, you can always learn more and build on that. As you mentioned, I was going to say the same thing. You know, I think our education system here kind of fails us a little bit in this area as they don't do an adequate job of addressing some of the financial things um, to any real extent at a young age to get kind of that base in place for our high schoolers, college, those types of things where a lot of habits are formed in that stage. You know, the millennials are a fascinating generation. Right now, they outnumber the baby boomers. So their decision making clearly has a big impact on everything around us. 
It affects the global economy, and those effects are really prevalent. They've grown up in a unique time frame when technology has made some of the greatest leaps and bounds over their lifetime. Many of them can think back and recall a time before they had cell phones, yet they're the same group that can't live without them today. So millennials have lived through a period of vast technological and economical change, and that's lasted for a long time. Yeah, it is. It's going to last for a long time, that's for sure. And it's a good point. Uh, they they definitely have uh, technology has really changed uh, how people interact and think and uh, our lives, but especially for that millennial generation. Um, what's the technical definition, though, Simon, of a millennial? Oh, that's a good question. I think that we should put that in context for today since we're kind of going to refer to them as millennials. You know, the consensus seems to be, you know, among various sources that the millennials are those that are born between 1981 and 1997. So a little bit after my generation, they're following up there quickly. Um, but a quick browse on the internet will kind of show that time period aside, many people have some stereotypes that comprise the millennials. You know, characteristics like facts that they'll be overwhelmed with student loans that are so prevalent right now that they have if they're out there in the working world, you know, pretty meager wage growth over the last number of years, uh, that there's underemployment leading up until this kind of recent time frame that we're in. Um, and then, you know, on a personal note, some of the negative things often that you hear kind of attributed in general is that it's kind of a lazy generation, narcissistic, they've been coddled, they're prone to discontent in their jobs and things along those lines. So we don't want to focus too much on the negatives, but sometimes it gets kind of lumped into that kind of category as we see how it sure. relates to their, their working world, of course. Despite there being 92 million uh, millennials out there making it the largest generation in America, it seems that no other generation has been openly criticized, praised, and misunderstood. Kind of all those things at once as much as that millennial group is in today's society. And while they may be one of the largest generations in history, their spending power at age 25 is vastly different from that of the former baby boomers at that time. Well, yeah, and, and the baby boomer generation is huge, and they're retiring right now at an alarming rate, but uh, millennials, they say, is it, it'll be even more. Um, but why do you think that's the case? Uh, why is it different for baby boomers or for millennials than it was for baby boomers? Well, Tony, I think they have a lot of factors that those in previous generations didn't have to deal with to the same extent. Student loans is a good example. You know, according to uh, Market Watch and Business Insider, America's student loan debt has grown is growing at a rate of about two thousand seven hundred and twenty-six dollars every second. Yikes! Yeah, and it's up to more than one point three trillion dollars. Hard to put that into perspective for people to understand what a trillion is because we hear millions thrown around so often in billions, but that's a pretty big number and it just keeps getting higher. You know, wow. to put those things into a perspective of how much it changed for millennials, student loans were at about 200 billion total at the beginning of the century coming into the 2000. Now we're a little more than 15 years later and it's seen student loan grow over six times what it was at that point. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's huge. That, that it, is a, that's amazing. Yeah, it really is, Tony. And another thing worth noting is that the generation hasn't had the same, per hasn't been purchasing some of those large ticket items 
uh, like previous generations had things like property, you know, partly probably due to that crippling loan debt and the anemic wage growth that we see out there uh, in their kind of age, generation, and demographic. Homeownership among millennials is at an unimpressive 38% currently. And it could be due to a number of things, such as the recent effects of the 2008 crisis where millions lost their homes due to poor financial planning and taking on debt that they couldn't really afford and perhaps seeing the effects of that around them as they've been growing up kind of put a sour taste in their mouth. Another thing could be the impact of wages. According to the Economic Policy Institute, millennials are seeing stagnant wages and earning the same average $17 an hour that generations 30 years ago saw. So it doesn't help that the price of the big ticket items like cars and homes have increased exponentially while their earnings haven't kept up with the same pace. You know, another interesting thing to note about the millennials is that their social choices are their social choices are vastly different from those of the baby boomer era. You know, for past generations it was normal that by age 25 you might be married, own a home, have kids, maybe even a couple at that point. But today's 25-year-old seems to be single, oftentimes living at homes with their parents for the second go-around, and working some sort of menial job in a lot of cases in pursuit of a higher level of education, going back, kind of making those decisions still at that stage. So for the most part, it seems that millennials are postponing a lot of those big life milestones for a later point than some of the generations before them did. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's uh, good to note. Obviously, there's a lot of different factors that go into it. It kind of paints a bleak picture, though, of the economic woes that millennials face, don't you think? That does sound that way sometimes when you bring up some of those factors, but it's not all doom and gloom, you know, depending on how you look at it. There are definitely pros and cons to being in that millennial generation. You know, I mean, if you look at all the information that they have at their fingertips with the help of technology between smartphones, social media, the Internet, they can access anything they need almost instantaneously, it seems. They can even automate so many of their financial decisions in their lives with tools like online banking and some of those financial resources. On the other hand, many have taken good advantage of this technology and the speed at which things are moving and turned them into good financial opportunities. If you look at the millennials as a whole, 25% of that demographic already has saved more than the average retiree. So many are rising to the occasion and doing well, but on the flip side, the majority are also facing hurdles like seemingly insurmountable student loans that we touched on earlier. And they aren't necessarily making enough in the wages to make up for some of those factors uh, that they're seeing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I can see that. I mean, it, it is kind of a bleak picture, but that makes sense. Now, we're almost out of time for this first segment, Simon. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to take a quick break here? Well, Tony, you know, we just want to encourage those listening whether you yourself out there is, are a millennial or if you know a millennial or they ha- it's, that's your children or grandchildren or family friend, you know, if you have a relationship there, you know, make smart money decisions for them and everybody, of course. But just because the decisions that they make today, you know, will dramatically affect their future financial life in the long term. And we'll get into that a little bit in the next segment. You know, it's never too early to start learning and planning. If you want to find out a little bit more about ourselves, you can visit us on the web at wellingtonadams.com. You can call the office at 855-793-2409. 
We have some nice resources online. There's a retirement planning toolkit. There's some educational resources in the uh, educational corner. So go ahead and check out those things. Give us a call if you want to talk further about that. And again, you can reach us at 855-793-2409. All right. Well, that's a great offer for our listeners, Simon. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Simon Hilliard here on Financially Tuned. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory by visiting wellingtonadams.com or by calling us at 855-793-2409. Welcome back to Financially Tuned with Simon Hilliard, myself from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory, and our co-host, Tony Shore. The title of today's show is, Are the Millennials in Your Life Making Financially Wise Decisions? In the first segment of the show, we talked a little bit about the different changes that the millennials face, including things like the increased student loan debt, the stagnant wages that they're facing right now, and less buying power than previous generations. Coupled with the other economic factors like life expectancy, um, the higher decline or the likely decline of social security benefits and the rise of the average retirement age, millennials should be taking the right steps for their retirement and health to make sure that their financial lives and health are in good standing over those longer life expectancies that we're looking at, Tony. Yeah. Well, it's been a great show so far. You've covered a lot of ground and I appreciate the recap, but Do you have some tips that you would recommend for millennials out there or for those listening who have might have loved ones or friends that are millennials that maybe they could take back and share with them? Of course, Tony. You know, one of the first and most important things that we really can't stress enough is to start saving as early as possible. While it seems like this is, it could be an obvious tip. You'd be amazed at the amount of people I work with who failed to start saving in their younger years and then end up in the office searching for any way that they can to catch up in their later years as they're rapidly approaching retirement. No, it's far better to start early and let the power of the compounding effects of interest work in your favor. We've talked about that in previous shows. You know, why not start early? Let the dollars grow over time and work for you. You know, waiting until you're older only means that you have lost that time um, and some of those prime years and the compounding effect that interest can have and that significant potential that could be working for you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I, I agree with what you're saying there. Um, how much of a difference does compounding interest really make? I mean, that's huge, right? Maybe you could explain that a little bit more. Sure. Let me give you a basic example of two people who decide to start saving at different times. We'll say it's Josh and Jamie, because that's easy to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Josh is 35 when he decided to start saving. Meanwhile, Jamie started 10 years earlier when she was 25. Let's say that Jamie decides to invest the exact same amount as Josh. She simply started 10 years earlier than he did. She would ultimately contribute about 33% more than Josh over the duration of her career, except with a big bonus at the end. Now, Jamie's savings would put her at almost twice as much having saved as Josh at the end of the day. And that's all because she decided to start a few years earlier and take advantage of that compounding effect of interest. 
like we said, it's about 10 years. Well, it is 10 years difference. She's contributing about a third more, but she's ending up with double. That means one of them, if they save $200,000 by the end of their lifetime, the other had saved 400000 You know, if one had saved five hundred, that's double that for the other person who started 10 years earlier. That means a million dollars. Or if one of them saved a million, the other had saved two. You know, if they're simply contributing the same exact thing over the same amount of time, just starting a little bit earlier. Yeah. Now, so compounding effect is a big factor in there. Now, certainly, Tony, as you get older, you should be able to save more as the kids are out of the house and the home is paid off and those types of things move on. You know, but also all too often what we hear as the excuse for not starting early is just those things. But as we pointed out earlier, millennials are just putting things off a little bit longer. So while you don't have those concerns for the millennials, get into good habits as you start early and you're waiting for some of those things to potentially happen later in life. Jumpstart your retirement. Yeah. And that's that's critical. And you need uh, somebody to help, a retirement planner, a financial planner like yourself. So I encourage our listeners to give you a call, Simon, and talk to you about this. And it's clear that it's always best to start saving early, as you say. But wouldn't you agree that it can be hard to prioritize retirement and savings when you're young and you want to spend money on other things? I know I struggled with that. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly is a challenge that a lot of people face. And of course, you want to be out there and enjoy life. You know, I think that ties into the next tip that we're going to talk about here, which is always to live within your means. You know, when it comes to your personal finances, it's so important to always live within those means, within your earning potential and what you're doing. Doing so can can also help prevent you from falling into debt. I think that many millennials are attracted to the urban living scene, it seems, in this kind of generational factor there that faces them, which oftentimes means a higher cost of living and whatnot, living in the big cities and the thriving metropolises. But that's not saying that you can't live there or that you can't enjoy things like a new car and all those other things travel uh, along those lines. But it's just that you should be wary of how much you're spending and don't get caught up in the appearances and trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know, after all, no one expects you to have nice brand new things when you're just starting out in your younger years and starting to, uh, that journey of life. And I think that it's something that has gotten lost on this generation on a large scale. Their parents work so hard to give them more than they had growing up. But in many cases, that's almost spoiled many or given them the sense of entitlement or expectation. And I don't mean that in a negative or condescending way but just that they grew up in an era where they that was common and it came easily and it's hard not to kind of step back when you look, jump out on your own and say that you want to have those same things, but you don't have the income necessarily to support that and you don't have to feel bad about that. Or, you know, assume that you're going to have all the same things that your parents had right out of the gate and they were able to provide for you because you're just starting in your career. They'll be the first to tell you if you talk to them that they worked hard, it took time to get where they were, and that you can expect the same thing, but maybe not right out of school. It takes time to get out of the student loan debt. It takes time to kind of build up your financial life. So in the meantime, focus on the things that you can afford and that you're comfortable with, and don't get behind the eight ball too early in the game. Uh, Unfortunately, our time for this segment is up, but we have to take another quick break here. Is there anything you want to add before we take this break? Well, Tony, you know, our goal here at Wellington Adams is to help our clients accomplish their income goals and to set them up with tools 
and the accounts to help them succeed in reaching their retirement of their dreams, regardless of what phase of life that they're in. As I mentioned earlier, you can check out our website at wellingtonadams.com or give us a call at 855-793-2409. We've got a lot of good resources on there. There's an educational corner and there's an area there you can download or if you call in, we'll give you a copy of the retirement planning toolkit. Sometimes it seems funny for the millennials at such a young age to be thinking about retirement, but as we've talked about, it's never too early to start and get that compounding effect of interest in your corner. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And I would agree with that. What's that phone number? One more time our listeners can call for that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. Tony, they can reach us at 855-793-2409. All right. Well, thanks so much, Simon. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more from Simon Hilliard here on Financially Tuned. There was a time when quality service was epitomized by face-to-face personalized attention. But technology has changed the world dramatically. These days, access to 24-7 online service has become equally, if not more, important. That's why we offer an online platform that makes managing your finances easier while putting powerful tools at your fingertips. Generational Vault allows you to consolidate your financial life into one place where you can organize, manage, and track your accounts, upload important documents, and view your financial information. All data is secured with an SSL certificate that uses a 2048-bit public encryption key, one of the strongest available, to ensure your financial life is kept protected. Whether you are in retirement or preparing for it, Generational Vault can be your new financial home. To learn more about this virtual safe deposit box, visit wellingtonadams.com. And welcome back to our last segment of the show, Are the Millennials in Your Life Financially Wise? We've been discussing the different financial challenges that millennials face and also some of the tips that can help them get their finances on the right track starting early. Things including starting to save as early as possible and taking advantage of compound interest, living within your means, and taking advantage of employer-sponsored retirement programs. Yeah, it's been a great show so far. And uh, before we went on that commercial break, you mentioned that you think millennials probably aren't saving enough for retirement. Uh, Talk to us about that a little more. Sure, Tony. As I mentioned earlier in the first segment, there is a portion that are doing really well for themselves, of course, but there are many that are falling behind. According to the Wells Fargo Investment Institute, roughly 41% of Americans in that millennial age group haven't started saving at all for retirement. Many people attribute this statistic to the fact that many younger workers don't have much disposable income at this stage. I've heard others gripe about it, saying that it's because they were raised differently or less motivated to save. I think there are other factors that go into it as well, however like the fact that many millennials are burdened with too many monthly payments, car payments, homes, student loans, other loans, and that they simply aren't able to squirrel away a little bit extra money towards their retirement. I think another issue is the lack of financial education that millennials receive. I've met several millennials that struggle with debt repayment, managing the bills, credit cards, and get a little overwhelmed with it all. And you would think that by now our society would have general education classes on finances, in high school or college, but I think it's generally a topic that people feel uncomfortable discussing. As we touched on in that first segment, Tony, 
You know, I think that it would be very advantageous for high schools to have basic fundamentals in place to help give you some of that education, the colleges to take and build on that and those electives uh, that they make you take early on in the college years. And that would really help people get a better understanding and be able to better track uh, what's going on in their financial lives. And it would help the overall economy and society as a whole as well. Yeah. And, and that's cool. It's a good point, and it's good to talk about these things now. Uh, don't put it off, regardless who is listening. Uh, whether you're a millennial or have a millennial you care about and want to help, uh, I, I'm glad you're sharing these tips, Simon, uh, and help people get a good start right now, right? Yeah. You know, we often have clients that are looking to help their children out or simply want to start gifting their estate now as part of their estate planning, one suggestion I often make to them is to do so in a manner that encourages them uh, to use these funds and create good financial habits. You know, consider telling them, you know, tell your children that you'll match if they contribute to an IRA or a Roth and help them set up an IRA or a Roth if, with their financial, with your financial advisor, if they don't have one of their own match what they put in, encourage the good habits. You know, sometimes we look at it and say, well, it might be a little bit late. Those things should be put in there fundamentally at an early age, but it's never too late. You know, those are good things to kind of consider in there and factor on and play with. Um, Another bit of advice that I would share to the millennials is that they should take advantage of budgeting tools. The best way to start planning for your retirement and begin setting up a healthy financial plan is to create a budget and to stick to it. There are plenty of free tools available that will allow you to link your financial accounts, including savings, credit cards, checking, and investments all into one convenient place. Tools like that are so valuable because they provide a good look at your finances, give you an overall picture of what you're saving, spending, what's going on with your investments, all in one location. And as you've heard, I'm sure there's an app for that, Tony. Yeah, I'm sure there's an app for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, good point. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's that's something for the millennials to understand. Well, we're 100% out of time for today's show. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? No, we're just hoping that every of the listeners today got something out of it, whether they're a millennial themselves or they have one in their lives. Um, things to consider as you're starting to work towards retirement, save, it's never too early. Think about the compounding effects of interest. Think about instilling good habits in those around you and yourself. Use those tools that are available. If you're looking for some tools, check out our website. There's some good educational resources there at wellingtonadams.com or call our office at 855-793-2409 and we'll help you get started and get things on track. We'll do a complimentary uh, consult for any of the listeners today that this relates to and are interested in getting that uh, retirement planning and financial planning in place. So go ahead and check us out online, wellingtonadams.com, or call us at 855-793-2409. All right, that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with our host, Simon Hilliard. Join us same time, same place for another episode of Financially Tuned next week. Thanks and have a good day. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald or Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com. 
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.